Okay, thank you very much for coming. This is um, the Black Box End of Year Review 2011. I'm very grateful and honoured to have with me this evening for this night's and this year's Black Box. Well, next year's, if you go. Well, next year's. Don't interrupt me. It's my programme. Um, you're a guest, and I like you. But don't interrupt. Well, you can interrupt later. Don't look at me like that. Don't look at me. Um, I'm honoured to be with Harrison Prickles, um, the esteemed adventurer, author, biographer, waiter. On an electronic tag. Um, and what's the electronic tag for, may I ask? Monitor my movements. No, I understand what an electronic tag is for, obviously, but um, what crime have you committed? It wouldn't be appropriate to, to mention that. Does it involve old women? Well, uh, it would best be described... I don't mean as your accomplices. It would best be described as moral turpitude. Definitely a moral grey area. Or just, just a, a moral pink a, area. A moral, a moral blackout. A moral brownout. Okay, so um, we're here to discuss cultural events of the year and also the music while we've been on our um, adventures and our, and our uh, generic very generic Playboy activity this year. So I've spent most of the year in Monte Carlo listening to the sound of uh, crickets and squirrels. Um, but what I've also been listening to is a young man from uh, West Kirby called Forest Swords. And I'd like to play you some of his music now. Would that be okay?
Thank you all for coming tonight and braving the winter weather and attending uh, Black Box 2011 year, end of year review at the Hayward Gallery, South Bank, London. I'm Simon St. Simon and I'm here with a very special guest as I intimated at the very start of tonight's programme. A young man, well, I say young, he's old beyond his years. Harrison Prickles. Um, Harrison, Simon. how was uh, Guantanamo? Varied. Varied, how varied was it? Well, there's an ounce of good cop, bad cop. <laughs> Good cop, bad cop. Who's the bad cop? It's oh, you're so speaking some kind of, of some scouse vernacular. It's an American vernacular, surely. No, not a cop. I mean, a cop. I've copped something. No, I'm just saying sometimes they were nice, and other times they. Am I being a bad cop now? If I if I stood up and put my penis in your face, would that be a bad cop? Would you be copping a bad cop? Or most would I be a bad cop? Most definitely on this might counts. be a point of language, but if I put my cock in your face, it wouldn't just be language. It would be assault. It'd be well. It would be sexual assault. Um, Depends if you're waterboarding with it or not. Excuse me. Who's this? Waterboarding me. Mm. With his cock. Excuse me. Excuse me. We'll have questions from the audience later. Thank you very much. Uh, so some unruly elements in it is Christmas. They've probably had too much mulled wine and possibly fingered the bottom of a seal at London Zoo. Um, I want to know, Harrison, when yes. you were on your travels, when you were in Guantanamo, when they uh, afforded you, unlike other inmates of Guantanamo, a Sony Sport Walkman, which was bright yellow in colour, I imagine. Yes, to match, uh, to match the suits. To match the, the, to match the orange suits. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Or uh, oranges and lemons say the bells of Guantanamo. Oh, Guantanamo Bay. Um, so I would like to know on that sport walkman, that sporty walkman. Yes. What did you sport? Um, mainly the muezzin. The muezzin. Oh well, yeah. That obviously, yeah. Five times a day. Yeah. Seven times if you're particularly hardcore. I've heard. Well, you're pretty hardcore if you're wound up in Guantanamo Bay, I think. Or, or just uh, a victim of injustice. There are no victims of American injustice, are there? I don't think so. I think, I think that's just woolly talk okay. by left-wingers who have... Lily-livered liberals. Bleeding hearts and very little grasp on the reality of a wartime situation. Mm. What I would say, without any... <sighs> Respite. We should bomb the savages all the way back to the Stone Age. Once they get back to the Stone Age, we should time travel there and bomb them more. But until that point, what we need to do is is is, is know um, what you were listening to while you were there in Guantanamo Bay with your fellow um, blacks. Um, Gil Scott Heron. Is 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 he a Heron? I want to make this a special tribute to a family that contradicts the concepts, heard the rules but wouldn't accept, and women folk raised me and I was full grown before I knew I came from a broken home. Since I lived with my grandma down south, where my uncle was leaving and my grandfather had just left for heaven, they said, and as every ologist would certainly note, 
I had no strong male figure, right? But Ridley Scott was absolutely not your mail-order, room-service, typecast, black grandmother. I was moved in with her, temporarily, just until things were patched, till this was patched, until that was patched, until I became at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, the patch that held Lily Scott, who held me, and like them four, I became one more, and I loved her from the absolute marrow of my bones, and we was holding on. I come from a broken home. She had more than the five senses. She knew more than books could teach and raised everyone she touched just a little bit higher. And all around her, there was a natural sense. As though she sensed what the stars say, what the birds say, what the wind and the clouds say. A sense of soul and self, that African sense. And she raised me like she raised four of her own. And I was hurt and scared and shocked when Lily Scott left suddenly one night and they sent a limousine from heaven to take her to God if there is one. So I knew she had gone. And I came from a broken home. Okay. Uh, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. That was uh, Gil Scott uh, Herring, a famous Negro fish. Um, I believe um, uh, we've have got a question. Uh, I, th I don't know. Is it online or phone or is it on, is it from is it from the audience? Uh, can you help me here? Uh, this is a question from Debbie Shingles from Utoxeter for Harrison. What inspired you to write a? Uh, biography on Sooty. Uh, I was commissioned to do that by the Matthew Kelly estate. <laughs> what, were the, what were they trying to document, Harrison? <laughs> they were trying to document the diversity of the adventures that Sooty got to. It is. How diverse the were they? I found them fairly repetitive. Um, well, obviously, the Kelly Estate. The Kelly Estate. <laughs> yes, the Kelly Estate. I've, I've, I've been, I've been on the Kelly Estate. Is that the, is that the estate in, um, uh, in Utoxeter? Just outside Utoxeter. I've, I've been there. They, they just generally, they, they burn cars there, don't they? And crosses. And crosses. Good old Utoxeter. Uh, and there's a central, central Britain. I think you'll find. Mm. There's a. Well, Britain a, is Britain. There's a supplementary question from Debbie which is why did you feel the need to analyse Sooty's life's work and uh, contrast it to the fall of the Tsar uh, uh, Can I just interrupt there sorry Harrison I apologise for this uh, it appears that some of our listeners and uh, are, are itinerant some, some, of, some, tone, some of them are peasants I, I don't know if they're taking a sarcastic tone I, take, I think they're taking the tone of people who can't string a sentence together um, Thank you for that, Lloyd. Um, not your fault, obviously. Um, but the anyway, could I chose to do it in that fashion because what a lot of people don't know is that Sutty was an intellectual heavyweight, and to com to compare it to great historical situations, 
was the most appropriate contact. Well, that's, a, that's a wonderful story. What I wanted to know about your book on Sutty was why you chose... I think I know why you chose to do this, but why you chose to miss out all, all, all of the racism. I mean, I mean, Sutty obviously was a very proud member of the British Union of Fascists for a number of years, and you kind of just... You, you mentioned it, but you kind of went over that part of the story. Now, I want to know why you didn't want to include that in, a, in, in your history of Sutty, because surely that's important. That surely inflects some of the ways he behaved towards Sweep, for example. It was grey. Sweep was grey, yeah. It wasn't black. It was, it was grey. Well, he didn't like greys either. Grey's still not white, is it? Sutty was a racist. There's, there's no avoiding that. But the editors of the book felt that it would broaden the appeal of the book if we skimmed over the surface of his racism. Well, I think, I think that misses out a very large part of Sutty's life, a very important part of Sutty's life, a part of Sutty's life that I admire possibly more than... his comedic work. Well, so possibly more than having some fucking ginger bell and stick a hand up my arse, for example. Anyway, on that note, I'd like to play a, a song that I found rather important this year, which is um, this.
welcome back to Black Box. That was the rather lovely Russian Brooklyn-based young man, Anirtrix Point Never, and that was from his wonderful album Riffs. It's a couple of years old, but I thought I'd include it in 2011 because Returnal, his 2011 album, has been one of my personal favourites this year. Obviously, being Russian, he's into strong leadership, which I also favour. Um, ambient music, people claim, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's like Orange Aid that you've left the top off. It's very uh, sugary and lovely. And I, 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 I really like the Neatrix point, never. I think he's, he's given me a lot of joy over the years. Anyway, <laughs> I think there might be another question from the audience this time, is it? Uh, yes, this question is, uh, again, uh, uh, it, it, it is for Simon St. Simon. Uh, how, how come you've ended up with the same tailor as Robert Mugabe? Oh, I, I was wondering when someone had asked me this, because obviously uh, I'm wearing this, quite this a this question is from uh, Doug Inspirational from... Uh, <laughs> what a lovely name. Uh, 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 from Battersea. From Battersea. Oh, Battersea, a place I know well. I've often been around Battersea lamping. Um, me and Mugabe, we go back a long way. We were um, both uh, in Thailand together in the 50s. Um, stroking each other's uh, nipple hair. It was um, a lovely time. We were both travellers. We were both on a year's out. He was on a year out from Rhodesian Revolution. I was on a year out from working at a, a large electrical shop. Um, and we got on really well. I really liked him a lot. Um, but I always felt a little bit a little bit lesser than the man because he always looked so fantastic. And after after a few years, I I asked Robert. He was a big man, but he was a big man in a big suit. He looked like David Byrne, but fat and black. And I asked I asked Robert, where who's your tailor? And he'd never tell me. He'd never tell me. And then over the years, we grew to know each other uh, more and more uh, closely. I mean, his, his, a lot of his inspirational work in Zimbabwe. I mean, he obviously kicked out the English, which is. Um, a massive shame, but he did a great job at replicating their exact systematic oppression of any dissent. So we really got on really well. Um, but what I found after a while was that I was still, every time we went to a function, he was wearing these beautiful, big African suits. Far too big for him, but he looked fantastic. He looked a little bit like a, a lead singer of Living in a Box or the that band that was living in a box anyway. I can't remember from the 80s. And so we got it. And I really wanted to know his secret. And um, it wasn't until I witnessed him <laughs> a child that, and I had some evidence against him, that he would tell me who his tailor was. And he told me who his tailor was. And when he told me who his tailor was, I was very surprised because it was Terry Wogan, which was, Rather shocking. I didn't realise that Terry Wogan was a tailor. And he also told me that he used to make the lining of his suits from the skin of the children he So, once I knew this information, I, um, I, I held him to ransom effectively, but I also got a number of really very high quality, I like to call them calf skin suits, um, 
and they're still in my wardrobe to this very day. Gifts from Zimbabwe, from the people of Zimbabwe, from well, from the children of Zimbabwe, from the mothers of Zimbabwe. Fire Savile. Some shithole in Dublin, probably, no, in Wogan. But still, nonetheless, I don't know how we would. I, it was all mail order, anyway. So, yeah, that's, 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 um, that's the story of the tailor, tailor of... Um, what's the capital of Zimbabwe? Umbo Bongo? Anyway. Um, so, uh, Harrison, uh, back to you. Yes. Um, uh, that, that, was, that was a rather awkward moment. I think a lot of people have uh, different opinions about Robert. I personally find him a... Uh, an, an enticing and attractive character. Um, a lot of other people think he's a murderous scumbag wanker. Well, I mean, What's your opinion of Robert? Well, my opinion of, of Robert is that... Um, well, nobody could, could carry off the same panache. Dress. He's definitely got panache, I agree. <laughs> he's, a, he's a man, I don't, if you don't, even don't like the man, he has panache. And his, his tailoring is, is especially well accented. Accented tailoring. We all like accented by, tailoring. By it, his, his tailoring is well accented by his rather dated glasses and Hitler moustache. I think they're the icing on the cake for me of the Robert Mugabe look. So if you were given a cake that had a moustache on it, would you consider that icing? Would you eat that cake, even though it was covered in a man's hair? Um, yes. You would eat a man's hair cake. You probably, I mean, I say this, I mean, I, I say this in all fatuousness, but you probably have eaten a ca uh, cake covered in man's hair in one of your many trips down the, uh, into uh, the Zambezi. Um, and met some of the tribes there who are well known for making cakes out of their own pubes. Can you tell me a little more about that? Well, I have been down the Zambezi. I've cycled that zombie. A well-known psychopath. God bless. God bless the Labour government for what they did there. It was it was a trying time. Um, it was it was hard work. Um, I can imagine. I think if, I, I don't know if you've ever tried to. I've never ride, tried to ride, cycle on a river. Ride a bicycle over a weir. <laughs> A natural wear, naturally. Natural, a, nat a natural wear. Naturally. Lovely. Um, and, you know, times were hard. Sometimes you, you, you just couldn't get enough calories in your body to, so did do, you, to do the day cycling. So, did you ever try sucking the spunk out of a monkey? No. <laughs> but, 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 the, but pubic cuisine. Was, pubic cuisine, yeah. Was a... I've heard this. I've read this chapter in it your book. It was a it was a tangible alternative to starvation. I can imagine pubes are tangible, but they get stuck between the teeth, but which makes a nourishing snack for later. I imagine. Uh, well, um, well, yeah, the the trip in fact was sponsored by uh, amphibiousbikes.com. Really? Oh, is that amphibiousbikes.com? Yes, it is. Yeah. Really? Well, we, maybe we should um, charge them. For, for, their, for appearing. For us plugging them. In this show. Um, anyway, moving on. Moving well, on. Uh, moving on. I want, uh, do you have a tune yes, I do have that a reminds you of that time when you were um, cycling heartily, speedily, possibly a little gay flick of the ankle every now and again down the old Zambezi? Um, 
I don't have a tune that reminds me of that, no. Well, don't and, you? Unless, well, why didn't you come prepared, you can, fucking bastard? We could make a tenuous link between... Oh, we, let's make a tenuous okay, link, let's yeah. make a tenuous link. The tune I'm about to play you is about hatred and vitriol. And at times, hatred and vitriol would summarise my emotions whilst attempting to cycle down one of the world's biggest rivers. Please. If the music be the if music be the food of hatred and vitriol, and if improper links be badly constructed grammatically, let them play on. The Oregon Freeman have a gig on Halloween or around that time. At least I think it's around Halloween, but it sounds like them. Oh, oh, oh. You know what we should do to teach them dicks a lesson? We should paint their houses so then they know what it's like to have someone paint their house at night. Yes, 
Jones We still want your bones Oh yes, Laura Jones We want them Here's how we'll do it We'll tie you to a fucking chair And rip out your hair so good it feels so good doesn't it feel fucking good Laura Jones to feel like shit about something that isn't a big deal it's not a big deal but it is Fucking bones Oh, we'll get your bones Okay, we're back here now with Black Box Here we are uh, in the Haywood Gallery on the South Bank, London It's a very snowy night out there There's very few people who've made it um, Unfortunately, uh, a young gentleman I think of West Indian origin, he's a... He might have gone to the toilet. Um, uh, possibly to... Um, Should we credit that last song? Uh, oh, just please, let me, let, let me disparage any listener from thinking that the audience here have any intellectual weight. Um, we've probably gone to the toilet to uh, snort coke and, and, shoot, and shoot a prostitute in anger. Um, sorry, Harrison, please, yes, please credit this song. That, that song was Laura Jones by... Uh, the Organ Freeman, who are from the Wirral. They're from the Wirral. We've had two tracks from the Wirral this evening. That's amazing. The Wirral, uh, an un... Oh, it's not undisclosed, but a, a re relatively poorly defined area of the country. Um, one of the few Venezuelas that um, Britain has. And um, I think probably a lot of Penises live in that particular Swaler and make music, apparently. So, lovely, lovely for you to bring that along. I mean, what, what, what do that, what, what, what emotions does that stir in you, that track? And, and why is it so important to you in 2010? Because we're in? I've not heard anything that really sounds quite like that. There's probably a reason for that, though. Because it's not popular. And I don't mean I, I don't mean to be uh, disparaging but, but, about. That. But to like something is just to like it. It's it makes. It you're always such you're you're always so full of such wisdom, Harrison. That's why I love having you on. You come up with such amazing sayings and phrases, 
Um, to like something is to like it. I'll take that with me as long as I live. Which Sorry, hopefully, like which hopefully, after hearing that, will be only a few minutes. So, I hope it'll only be a few minutes. Too. I know, I know, I, I can see that look in your eyes that you're hoping I live a few glorious minutes. Possibly, the glorious is an embellishment. Oh. You hope you possibly just hope I live a few minutes. Can I let you into a secret? I, I'd rather not be let into one of your secrets because I possibly won't ever get out. Would you like me to let you into a secret all the same? Well, I, I think the audience would. I think the audience would love you to tell them one of your secrets. Harrison Prickles, renowned traveller, adventurer, biographer, autobiographer, auto-asphyxiator, um, is going to let us into a secret. You're all going to die. Um, what a wonderful secret that was. Fuck all awaits you there. <sighs> Fuck all awaits us there. You're raising your eyebrows at me, Harrison, as if that was a surprise. You're wrong, though. There is one thing that awaits me there, and that's the great god Satan. Um, so you're incorrect at that point, but nonetheless, up until then, you were fine. I'm going to... I would like to play a particular... What, uh, talking about Satan, talking about Satan, this is a very neat link. Um, I've realised over the past, well, few years. I was like, are you snorting drugs there, Harrison? It's quite nice when it rolls down the back of your throat. Yeah, I can imagine it is. Um, although, imagination. You were talking about the great God Satan. I was talking about the great God Satan. Um, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. What a beautiful man he was. Um, but it's okay, because we have his son on Earth, and his name's Damon Albon. Um, and I was thinking that he's done a lot of great work. Uh, I, I never used to like the devil, and I never used to like anything mm, a little bit pagan. I was pretty much a Christian chap. Um, but then I heard um, that he'd worked with a famous... Uh, called Tony Allen. And he'd made this particular record, which I'm going to fuck around with a bit.
Well, welcome back to Black Box. As you might already know, I'm here with uh, Harrison Prickles. We're at the Hayward Gallery. Thank you to the Hayward Gallery, the wonderful people here on the south bank of the river in London, a wonderful place to host the 2011, uh, sorry, 2010, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, 2010 year review. Um, Harrison Prickles, um, we're, we're, we're really impressed to have you, an esteemed guest, uh, one of this year's, well, possibly a man of the year. You only came, uh, you, were, you were fifth in GQ's man of the year, was it? Yes, fifth. Fifth. So how did he you was feel about me? Who was ahead of you? It was um, Dave Bunting, um, uh, uh, cheesy, cheesy wrists, and um, well, Jimmy Tarbuck, obviously, and um, uh, fleeting glimpse. Who was number one? <sighs> no one remembers number one, do they? That's no. the point. No one ever remembers who's number one. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Prince William. Was it? Uh, sorry, he, but I'm, he, I'm, I'm just checking the facts. It was Gavin Henson. Okay, so uh, sorry about that. Um, I don't think we've introduced um, Lloyd Sexual, our producer. He'll be chiming in throughout the evening with a number of facts and um, points of order. Essentially, he's a he's one of those kind of guys. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a geek for the statistics, aren't you, uh, Lloyd? Oh, definitely. Oh, um, fantastic. Um, 120 percent of the uh, you, you might you, you might want to just shut up um, because this is live, and I was asking Harrison Prickles, uh, who's man of the year? Now, obviously, we've all seen Prince. We've all seen Prince William um, become engaged to the the wonderful Kate Middleton, um, and that also all makes us reach for the tissues. Um, so, what I'm wanting though is. Harrison, how has your love life been this year? My love life this year has been varied at, at best. Not variegated like a, a veins of an old woman. No, I, you see, I I met my one true love this year. Yeah. Yes. Really? Okay. And and for reasons which can you disclose these? I'd rather not. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. It's all friends here. Um, the thirty or forty people here will all respect your privacy. Uh, and for reasons which are probably more at home in a Shakespearean tragedy, really, we, uh, we, we could not be together. And why was this? Why? 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 The details, please. I mean, if you can't tell me the details, that's fine. We don't want to probe you on this, but please give <clears> us some kind of overview. I mean, I, like, one, I essentially say I need some kind of radio porn, otherwise this whole project's going to become rather uninteresting, so... Harrison. Well... You. I, I, you, you're Harrison. Harrison. Well... Um, the, the reason we couldn't be together was... Um, my ancestry is derived from white slave owners. Really? And, um, so is mine. She, we're we're, we're peas in a pod, aren't we? We is, are uh, indeed, yes. And she was, um, well, for want of a better word, a slave. A slave? She was a slave. A slave, yeah. what? A slave to the rhythm? Like um, Grace Jones? Uh, no. No, really. no, 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 a real she, slave. She was a real slave, yeah. Someone who was unemancipated? Yes. Oh, right, okay. 
And she was um, beautiful uh, and intelligent. I'm sure, after all the beatings and whippings. Oh, mate. Oh, you no. I'm sorry, I forgot your Instagram. Okay, Karen. She was, she was beautiful and, and intelligent, probably in that order. Oh, right. Would you like a drink of water, Harrison? I could get loads of sexual to you, drink. Yes, and, um, it, it, it became apparent that we couldn't be together, so I said to her, there are things you will do in your life that will astonish people. And she said to me, there are things that you do that astonish me, such wow. as your fluid grasp of calculus. You, you, you do have an amazing grasp of calculus. Um, what has impressed me more, when I've, on the occasions that uh, Harrison and I have uh, trotted around the NoHo area of London, just north of Oxford Circus, uh, is his, his, his ability to grasp a man's penis at the root. But always make sure, somehow, that the man is no younger than 70. So he, I think he's a wonderful character, and I think his grasp of anything... Well, that's a real-life application of, of differentiation. Of, it is, it is, exactly. And thank you very much for that, uh, and applying maths to the subject of barely legal prostitution. Um, what I'd like to do now is play another track, but I'd like Harrison to play a track. Um, and something that's meant something to him. Because that was such a moving tale. Yeah. I would like you to flesh it out a bit with music. Can you do that for me? Well, having lost my one true love this year... I'd forgotten about that, but it's, that, that sounds we, awful. We also lost... I, don't, I was just thinking the fact that you just... You, I, <coughs> I was just thinking of you bumming her, to be honest. You were thinking of me bumming a slave? Yes. Nah, I, generally, that's all I think about. Uh, and also, and also, where the nearest pet shop is. Do you, do you, do you have a, an aptitude for the? What, what's the average distance between pet shops? <laughs> it's not the average distance between pet shops. It's it's more a case of how equidistant one pet shop is from another. And um, and that's how I and that's how I uh, map my life. If you've ever seen, you know that map on my wall in my house in Kensington. You know that map with all the red lines spraying out from it. Nah, well, that's got nothing to do with pet shop. <laughs> but I do have I do have a mental map of where every single pet shop in London is. And um, what's your favourite pet shop? My favourite pet shop is, is is Jim's Beaks, and it's a it's it's a bird only pet shop. Um, and yeah, there's lots of parrots in there, lots of cockatiels. And um, it's a wonderful place. Jim's a lovely fellow. And sometimes, if you're very good, if you're very, very good, he'll take you out the back. He'll let a sparrow nibble the cheese off your fucking jam side. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on, I'd like to hear about your one true love. Because well, well, uh, my one true love is obviously avian, so not really of human interest. Well, having lost my one true love, we also lost Captain Beefheart. We did, didn't we? This, to, to, this very day, this very day.
Thunderbolts caught easily Shouts the truth peacefully Bye.